A-M-E-M, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General, General Cigar, cigar Dave. 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 My work never ends. Never ends, spreading the gospel of the good life alpha male pleasure maneuvers. My work never ends, battling the enemies of pleasure, the enemies of truth, the enemies of meat, the enemies of cigars, the enemies of straws, the enemies of plastic, you name it, add to the list. It's going to be coffee, it's going to be caffeine, the list goes on. Oh, fossil fuels, can't, can't forget that, the list goes on. And on and on. I am jammed after last week's Cigar Dave, National Bourbon Heritage Month, Mega Bourbon Tasting Maneuver Show with, what, 24 different bourbons and multiple bourbon and American whiskey-related libations. And a lot of items that I've had to delay, but I'm going to get to as many today as possible. We are jammed. We are locked and loaded. Can you say that anymore? You're damn right we can, because we are not politically correct here on the Cigar Dave Show. Long ash greetings and salutations. A long ash snappy salute. Semper delectatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Your global five-star commanding general and alpha male-in-chief from Command Center Alpha in the Cigar City, my palatial office and studio loaded with cigars, fully stocked bar, several poles that retract from the ceiling for the 32 members of the harem to entertain me between breaks, make sure that I am properly pleasured, properly relieved of any stress that may occur during broadcast maneuvers. As always, I welcome you to make sure that you follow us along at CigarDave.com. Upper right-hand corner, you'll see all the social media feeds, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, at CigarDaveShow. Email me, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. A plethora of ways to communicate with us. Sergeant Steve, did I hear you uh, open up your microphone there momentarily? Uh, Yes, I must interrupt you, General. We've had a whistleblower complaint. Actually, let me correct myself. We've had multiple whistleblower complaints that I have placed on your desk. Actually, when you said one, I'm surprised they're just yeah. one. A whistleblower, so multiple. Wait, it's on the right side of my desk. I see it in a folder. By the way, Sergeant Steve, nice way to identify it. Whistleblower reports. Very, very nice. Very organized, I must say. All right, um, let's see what we have here. First whistleblower complaint says, let's see. I saw the global general cook, discuss, and eat massive quantities of meat products, including ribeye steaks, hamburgers, fillets, ribs, beer can chicken, salmon, and Salem's hot dogs. This is offensive to many vegans 
Thus, a whistleblower complaint being made. Okay, well, first of all, on that, let me just say right off the bat, I am proudly guilty. Yes, if I offended any vegans, I am very happy about that. I am guilty as charged. If you want to impeach, by the way, we do have a formal impeachment procedure here at the Cigar Dave Show and the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. If a majority of our alphas that are listening would like to vote on impeachment of this five-star, you may do so. And a majority means I just go away. That's it. But I have a feeling I will win the vote. With the exception, probably unanimously, with the exception of a couple of beta stragglers and enemies of pleasure that will want to infiltrate the vote. So you are free at any time. If you want me to go, send me an email, cigardave at cigardave.com. Sergeant Steve, why don't you put up a poll? Why don't you put up a poll at Twitter that says... Should I be impeached? But wait, as Ron Popeil would say, there's more. There's more whistleblower complaints that I must get to. The second whistleblower complaint states that he heard me disparaging wussified beta males. Again, guilty as charged. Not only did I probably disparage beta males, I probably ripped them to shreds. In fact, I know what I probably said. I have zero respect for wussified beta males. They are the, they're pathetic. They're just one notch above the lowest life form on earth. Anybody want to guess what the lowest life form on earth is? I won't even say it because I know that we have a few Democrats that actually listen to the show. So I won't even say it, but you can just imagine what I think the lowest form of life on earth is. <clears throat> Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff. What's his name, Schiff? Yeah, Schiff, Shifty Schiff. Got to make sure it's two Fs, not something else. We don't want to jeopardize any license. It's Adam Schiff. No T at the end, just Schiff. All right, here's the last one. This whistleblower says, while out and about at a well-known cigar lounge, he witnessed the general berate a male, after going to purchase a cigar, the said male's wife told him he could not buy more than one cigar. And at that point, the general looked and said, I'd give you a cigar, but after watching that performance with your wife, you are a pathetic, wussified beta, and I would only give you a complimentary cigar if you grew a set of ads and started acting like an alpha. Thus triggering an offensive moment on said beta male. Again, I am proudly guilty as charged. Every one of those whistleblower complaints is absolutely true. Sergeant Steve, feel free to put up an impeachment poll. Should I be impeached for number one, proudly grilling and eating meat products, offending vegans? Number two, disparaging beta males, and number three, disparaging a wussified beta male by telling him I would give him a cigar if he grew a set of ads and acted like an alpha male to his wife. Frankly, I think I'm going to win the vote. It could be 99.9 to 0.1%. That's how big it is. No chance. No chance I'm going to lose that vote. I feel very, very confident in that. So I am guilty on all charges, proudly, I might add. I have said to you on this show many times, we are witnessing an entire generation 
of youths, or as they would say on my cousin Vinny, youths, Yaana, youths that have been brainwashed into thinking weather is going to kill them. We're now seeing a generation of kids that are being brainwashed in grade school, middle school, high school, college campuses by teachers and professors that are overly dramatizing the effects of supposed climate change, stating that we only have 10 years, 12 years to go, that CO2 levels are rising, that sea levels are rising like crazy. And now what they are doing is they are essentially creating an entire generation, not only of brainwashed youths, youths, but of mentally disturbed and depressed brainwashed youth. And here's a perfect example. A woman, a woman, 16-year-old girl, actually. Actually, Sergeant Steve, I'm going to change up the, the program a little bit because I want to get into I want to get into Greta Thunberg before I get in. I was going to talk about a new study about meat, but I'm going to change it around here. Greta Thunberg, you have seen her. She is the 16-year-old Swedish girl. I'm from Sweden, yeah. My name is Greta Thunberg. I'm from Sweden, yeah. Yeah. Let's see some blondes with some Swedish meatballs. Now, 16-year-old Swedish girl who's on this worldwide climate change tour, she sailed across the Atlantic Ocean in some form of electrically powered boat or solar powered boat. I don't know how long it took, two weeks to cross? 16 years old. Meanwhile, all the staff that is working with her, it's amazing. She has a staff, there's handlers, they flew. They used all sorts of carbon to fly from Sweden and Europe over to New York. And she came to attend the UN Climate uh, Action Summit several weeks ago. Now, I get a kick out of this. You're going to send a 16-year-old girl. By the way, why isn't she in school? She should be in school. You're telling me that a 16-year-old girl on her own is going to cross the Atlantic. She's going to go speak to the UN. She's going to get all this publicity, make a speech, and we've got excerpts of her speech that we will play. Gives all these statistics, and you are going to tell me this is her and only her motivation, her only, she's the only one that, that came up with this. She is being handled. Her parents should be thrown in the clink for child abuse. And I'll tell you why. Greta Thunberg is nothing more than a mouthpiece for her parents and all the other climate change activists coming up with this cockamamie climate change, uh, a faux science, fake science, being backed by all sorts of groups to the tunes of millions of dollars. You tell me, how did she get all that? How did, how did she afford that uh, to have a boat cross the Atlantic, some sort of uh, a, a solar-powered boat? Tell me that. How does she have a staff? Who's paying for that? Her hotels, her meals. Who's paying for that? Her parents? I don't think so. Parents are being used. And so is Greta Thunberg. 16-year-old, this girl has Asperger's syndrome. She's autistic. She's been diagnosed with ADHD. She has other mental issues. And I'm not bringing that up as a negative. I'm bringing that up as fact. Why would you push any girl with those mental issues in front of giant crowds why would you use her like a puppet, like a prop, 
which is exactly what the adults and her parents are doing. I just heard a couple of days ago, she's now supposedly the front runner for a Nobel Peace Prize. I believe the award is, what, a million and a half dollars? Some huge amount of money? You can be sure Cha-Ching, her parents, will cash in on that deal. Greta probably won't see a cent of it. It'll go to the parents. But this celebrity teen climate activist, all over the place, and in fact, when you look at her, that she was on uh, at various locations throughout New York, and when you just watch her, you could tell there's some serious mental issues. Now, you love the libstream media because they love to hide behind kids like this. They love to use her as a prop. But when somebody wants to criticize what she has to say or that she is being used as a prop because of her mental issues, what do these people do? What, are the, what is the compliant liberal stream media do? They immediately say, you can't criticize her. You're criticizing a 16-year-old with mental issues. You're cyberbullying her. You're bullying her. So they love to trot her out and use her as a prop, but if somebody, now that she's in the public eye, has an issue with it, all of a sudden, ah, 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 you can't criticize her. You can't in any way, shape, or form berate her. You can't call to attention the fact that she's got all these mental issues. No, you're bullying her. Now, if you want to talk about somebody that has been brainwashed, Greta Thunberg, and she not only should she, if she wins the, the Nobel Peace Prize, but she should probably win an Emmy Award and an Academy Award for greatest performance of a of child actor or actress. Here's what she, we've got some excerpts from her address at the UN Climate Change Action Summit in New York City. This was several weeks ago. We've got three different cuts. First up, Sergeant Steve, let's hit cut number one. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Why aren't you? Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? I don't. You have stolen my dreams, my childhood with your empty words. Oh, no. Yet... I'm one of the lucky ones. Oh, good. People are suffering. No. People are dying. Say it isn't so. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? For more than 30 years, the science has been crystal clear. How dare you? Oh, what a perform! In fact, I believe, after that performance, we should bring out the master thespian. And now, we bring you another wussified beta teaching moment from the world's greatest alpha, master thespian, Sir Davidus Generalis. Oh! You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet I am one of the lucky ones, for I may actually get a Nobel Prize, making me a millionaire. Or as Bernard Sanders would say, a billionaire, billionaire, a zillionaire. We'll talk more about Bernard and his healthcare crisis earlier this week, a little bit later on. But I bring back the master thespian, Sir Davidus Generalis. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing in front of us. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is 
money, the greenback, dollars, euros, pounds. How dare you? How dare you? The earth is boiling. It has got a flu. It is rapidly, sea levels are rapidly rising. The science is crystal clear. And what are you doing? You are coming to us children and killing us. Oh, no. Say it isn't so. Talk about an Academy Award-winning performance, Greta Thunberg. Listen to her. Listen to the anger. I mean, this has got, I'm sure, first of all, there's no way in hell she wrote this. And I know she didn't write it because further on in her speech, and I will get to that, she lists all these different statistics. Most of them are complete, utter horse-dropping. Nonsense. But listen, Sergeant Steve, hit that one more time. Listen to the anger in her voice and the drama. One more time, Sergeant Steve, cut one. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? For more than 30 years, the science has been crystal clear. Okay, fairy tales of eternal economic growth. She doesn't have to go out and work. And by the way, how do you think she's going to get back from the United States to Sweden? She's not taking the boat back. Now what they're saying is she's going to fly back, but they're going to purchase carbon offsets. This is what the climate change nutcase wackadoodles This is exactly what they hide behind. Oh, yes, we're going to fly, but but we buy carbon offsets. What are carbon offsets? What a load of poppycock carbon offsets. But this is how they justify. It's okay for them to travel, but not for you. We pick it up. Cut number two. There will not be any solutions or plans presented in line with these figures here today because these numbers are too uncomfortable And you are still not mature enough to tell it like it is. You are failing us. But the young people are starting to understand your betrayal. The eyes of all future generations are upon you. And if you choose to fail us, I say we will never forgive you. Ooh, I'm scared. I'm shaking in my boots. I'm shivering in my boots. She won't forgive us. Today's adults are betraying the world youth. Are you kidding me? We have more advancements in medicine, in science. In fact, if you look at the living standards around the world, they've gone up now. Are there pockets of areas where the living standard is still substandard? The answer is, of course. But this nonsense that they hide behind climate change, which is nothing more than a way to redistribute the de facto world wealth by climate policy. That's all it is. And in fact, Dr. Atmar 
Endenhofer, who was the head of the International Panel on Climate Change and co-chair of one of the working groups, stated, we, meaning the United Nations International Panel on Climate Change, redistribute de facto the world's wealth by climate policy. One has to free oneself from the illusion that international climate policy is environmental policy. This has almost nothing to do with environmental policy anymore. That's exactly right. They're honest. This is about transferring wealth to those that this small number of supposed climate change eco-activists deem worthy of having such wealth. That's all it is. The Leonardo DiCaprio's, the other celebrities that say, oh, we've got Al Gore's that say, oh, the climate change is a disaster, the climate, the, 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 the tides are rising, we're all going to be underwater. They have no problem traveling in private jets. They have no problem driving in SUVs and multiple SUVs with their security detail. But again, it's okay for them to live that way. It's okay for them to be wealthy, but it's not okay for you. Al Gore travels by private jet. I have no problem with it. I love traveling by private aircraft. PAT, private air transportation, baby. It's a beautiful way to go. No problem. But then don't wag your finger and tell everyone that they need to do more while you are not doing anything. You're still living your life in your 18,000-square-foot mansion, burning up all sorts of, uh, of fossil fuels, but hiding by saying, but I buy carbon offsets. Who cares? We have much more. We've got another cut from Greta Thunberg. And I'll tell you some of the statistics that she quotes here. And there's no way in hell when you read the speech, and we'll put the text up. We'll post it. There is no way in hell she wrote this speech herself. She is being used. She is a puppet, part of an entire generation that has been brainwashed thinking the weather and climate is going to kill them. Nothing could be further than the truth. Drive your SUVs, fly in airplanes, continue to enjoy a fossil carbon lifestyle. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is an A.J. Fernandez sampler, including the Last Call Habano. This medium to full-bodied cigar is a personal favorite of A.J. Fernandez and has booming notes of spice with a woody undertone. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. In 1964, José O. Padrón began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padrón cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padrón controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padrón family, it's called making great cigars. The Padrón lines include the Padrón 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padrón Traditional line. All Padrón cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padrón. For your Padrón retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padrón is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. 
Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. General has just illuminated the No Pleasure Police sign. Enemies of pleasure may now return to their miserable lives. Whenever I get worked up over the enemies of pleasure, these climate change wackadoodles, I can always be assured that my blood pressure will come down, I will be in a relaxed state of mind, when I hear some Gypsy Kings type flamenco music, I believe this is Chico and the Gypsies, if I'm not mistaken, but close enough, yep. In fact, Chico was with the Gypsy Kings originally and then formed his own group, Chico and the Gypsies, that flamenco style. Always good to get me off the ledge, as they say. Let's continue talking about Greta Thunberg. I played two audio cuts from her speech at the UN Climate Action Summit several weeks ago. So we played cut number two. Sergeant Steve, let's play the last cut as she wrapped up her speech. We will not let you get away with this. Right here, right now, is where we draw the line. The world is waking up. And change is coming, whether you like it or not. Who the hell is this, this girl to say, threaten us, that we draw the line. We're waking up. Change is coming whether you like it. What change? They all call for a fossil-free environment, fossil-free energy, all renewables in the next 10 years. Well, let's, and I've said this over and over again, let's say we get rid of fossil fuels. No more gasoline, no more natural gas. Well, number one, how are you going to heat everybody's home? You're going to automatically change everybody to solar panels? That's not going to work. You get rid of every fossil fuel-powered car, so everybody, let's say, goes to an electric-powered car. Great, we go to a emissionless electric vehicle. Oh, one little problem, climate change kooks. You're going to have to build more power plants. You don't want nuclear. You don't want natural gas. That's a fossil fuel. You certainly don't want coal. You think you're going to power whatever it is, 150, 200 million vehicles by windmills, by solar? Good luck. The technology doesn't exist. You can't build enough windmills to do that. It doesn't work. It's not practical, period. It does not work. But the, just the, uh, the gall of this 16-year-old girl, who, by the way, is just being used as a massive prop by these climate change groups that you know are being backed by the Soros types and all these other, these other groups across the world, they're using her as a blatant prop to stand up there with a well-rehearsed, melodramatic message. You've stolen my dreams, my childhood, your empty words. People are suffering. People are dying. Well, as I said, one of the big proponents of climate change the great Barack Hussein Obama, the 44th president of the United States of America, and President 
retired Obama is so worried about climate change and rising seas that he is embarking on purchasing a $15 million estate in Martha's Vineyard, on the water, on the shores of the Atlantic, smack dab on the water, on the ocean. If he is so concerned about rising sea levels, as he states, and that within a matter of 10 years, all Miami and coastal cities, Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket, Cape Cod, New York City, Boston, all these coastal cities will be wiped off because of massive increasing tides, then why is he spending $15 million large if he's so worried about it? The answer, because he knows climate change is an absolute hoax. It is nothing more than a way for an elite few to redistribute the world's wealth under the guise of climate policy. Now, I got a kick out of Vladimir Putin. He was asked several days ago, actually on Wednesday, what did he think of Greta Thunberg's speech telling in front of an energy forum? He said, I do not share the excitement. In fact, President Putin said in Moscovia, I may disappoint you, but I don't share the common excitement about the speech by Greta Thunberg. No one has explained to Greta that the modern world is complex and different and people in Africa or in many Asian countries want to live at the same wealth level as in Sweden. Okay, now we have vodka. He goes on to say, when someone is using children and teenagers and personal interests, it only deserves to be condemned. I'm sure that Greta is a kind and very sincere girl. But adults must do everything not to bring teenagers and children into some extreme situations. And now that I have done a Vladimir Putin impression, Mr. Robert Mueller may subpoena me to talk about Russian interference, Russian collusion, Russian conspiracy. I should also add I have had Russian dressing in less 30 days. Therefore, I am guilty as charged. So Putin... Say what you want. Do I think Putin's a thug? You damn better believe I do. But is he right about what he said about Greta Thunberg? He is totally right. Totally right. He is, nobody has said, hey, look, that's great that you want to go to this fossil fuel world in 10 years, but it's not realistic. And oh, by the way, I love when Greta Thunberg says, and all these other climate change kooks say, the science is clear. It is undisputable. It's solved over 30 years. We know that to be fact. In fact, she says, for more than 30 years, the science has been crystal clear. She goes on to say in her speech, we, don't want, we didn't want to play it, but she says that even if we cut our emissions in half in 10 years, it only gives us a 50% chance of staying below 1.5 degrees and the risk of setting off irreversible chain reactions beyond human control. Again, they come up with these cockamamie finger figures, 50% below. Who, who came up with this 1.5 degrees? Joe Bastardi, who is a well-known meteorologist, was with AccuWeather for many years, has his own firm now, has been on many programs. And he has stated this climate change is nonsense. The temperature weather always changes in the world. It has for millions of years. has to do with water. has to do with sun. It has nothing to do with the fact 
that we're driving cars. In fact, the United States only is responsible for 15% of emissions. Why doesn't Greta go to China and India and sit on their doorstep and, uh, and, and give the same exact speech and say, China and India, you're the two biggest polluters. You need to reduce your pollution. In fact, in the United States, because of natural gas and shale drilling and the increased use of natural gas, we have reduced. It's a cleaner fuel. We have reduced our carbon footprint. But they come up with these cockamamie figures. And then they say, oh, the, the science is already solved. We know that for a fact. Let me remind you that until 500 BC, what did everybody say? The earth is flat. That was generally accepted science. The earth is flat, the earth is flat, the earth is flat. And yet, when Pythagoras, around 500 BC, showed that the earth is round, based upon the moon, uh, that the moon also must be round, observing the shape, and this is very scientific. So for those of you betas and Democrats, this may be over your head. But for those of you that are alpha males, you will get this, because I'm sure you paid attention in geometry. Pythagoras showed that the moon must be round by observing the shape of the terminator, the line between the part of the moon in light and the part of the moon in the dark as it moved through its orbital track. Pythagoras reasoned that if the moon was round, then the earth must be round as well. And after that, sometime between 500 B.C. and 430 B.C., Anaxagoras determined the true cause of solar and lunar eclipses. And further, around 350 B.C., the great Aristotle declared the Earth was a sphere based upon observations he made, which constellations you could see in the sky as you traveled further and further away from the equator. And during the next hundred years after that, several other actually measured the size of the Earth. They were able to come up with the size by 250 B.C. But until that time, the Earth is flat. So you would have these same climate change people back then saying, it solves science. Why are you even bothering trying to discover the earth is round? It's solved. That's what they're doing today. If anybody questions them, nope, it's already solved. Forget it. Don't even bother. It's solved. You are barking up the wrong tree. We know this for fact. And yet, time and time again, we have seen lie after lie over the last 40, 50 years saying that by 1980, we're going to be melting down. Ice caps are all going to be gone. By 1985, we're going to have massive flooding on the coast. Uh, and then they came back, Al Gore said, by 2010 or 2015, if we don't do this, we're going to have massive, massive amounts of change that are irreversible. Well, 2015 came and went, gee, no problem, we're still all here. These cities are all still above water. Go figure. But this is the problem that we're seeing. And to use this girl, a 16-year-old girl who has numerous mental issues, she's got Asperger's syndrome, she's autistic, she's got ADHD, but to crank her out in front of the public eye and do this with her parents or some other group, whatever group is, is pushing her, is unconscionable. They're using her as a prop. And when they're done with her, they'll discard her in a nanosecond. Guaranteed. They'll find someone else. When all of a sudden she's not that cute little girl anymore, she's 18, 20, she's an adult, we need to find someone else. Thanks, Greta, you're out. Kick her to the curb. That's exactly what will happen. And I got a kick out of Leonardo DiCaprio. 
Leonardo DiCaprio has ripped President Trump and other world leaders for their positions on climate change, accusing them of denying the very science of this climate catastrophe. What did I just tell you? When all of a sudden you try to bring up scientific studies and have a rational debate, what's the first thing they say? Nope, I can't even argue with you. You're a climate change denier. We don't even want you on these cable networks, on, on, uh, on the uh, Clown News Network, CNN, and uh, BSNBC. You see some of these on-air presenters saying, nope, we can't even have you on because you're a denier. You're not, you're not accepting science. They can't even have, when you can't engage in a rational debate, in a rational argument with someone, I know if my facts are true, I have no problem debating anyone, anytime, anywhere, because you use fact. Why is it that we'll see the climate change kooks never want to engage in debate, either on broadcast media, on cable television, in the public? Why? Because they know they don't have the science to back it up. So what do they use? They use hyperbole. They use fear. They use brainwash tactics. And when you say something long enough, people believe it's the truth. We've seen it. We have seen it over and over again. In fact, I think that's, if I'm not mistaken, in Sololinsky, Rules for Radicals. If you tell people something long enough, even if it's not true, they'll believe it. That's exactly what is going on. Addressing the Global Citizen Festival in New York last weekend, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, bashed the Trump administration's decision to withdraw from the Paris Climate Accord two years ago. Good move, by the way, by the president. Do you know that China has, I believe, 10 or 15 years to do whatever they want before they even have to slightly reduce their emissions? So they're coming after the United States, saying, oh, U.S., you pulled out. You need to be a part of this and reduce your emissions. Yet China and India can freely pollute for the next 15 years. It is a bad deal. President Trump was correct. DiCaprio said, it's become clear that our political leaders have failed to live up to promises that we celebrated that day. Our future is being gambled away, and our leaders, those whom we entrust to protect us and set the example, are either failing to stop these dangerous trends or, in some cases, denying the very science of this climate catastrophe. Unless you live in an alternate reality, there's no more time for denial. What did I just tell you? They use, they hide behind junk science. They hide behind the fact that if you deny, then you don't know what you're talking about. You can't deny anymore, they say. Nope, there's no more room for denial. All I know is, in scientific studies, skepticism is good. Denial is good. Having someone else challenge the science, that's what we do in scientific studies today. You have a group come out, a peer reviews it and says, nope, that's not right. We don't find that to be the case, or yes, that is correct. Notice there is no peer-reviewed type things, and now it's proven. We've seen documents from various supposed climate change meteorological experts and professors that they basically lied and altered their data to make it fit their narrative. We've seen that over and over. So DiCaprio says a carbon-neutral future is the only way we will inherit a planet capable of sustaining life on Earth as we know it. Now here's typical. Do as I say, not as I do. When the Sony email document dump was exposed about two, three years ago, part of Leonardo DiCaprio's negotiation with the studio was that he needed a Gulfstream to take him back and forth across the country 
while shooting some sort of movie over whatever it was, a two, three-month period. In fact, there were times he went from New York to Vegas to make a speech for two hours and flew back. He was the only one on the airplane. Or he and his mother or somebody else was on the airplane. Now, if you're so concerned, Leonardo, about climate change and carbon emissions, why didn't you take commercial? Take commercial like everyone else. No. Because, again, do as I say, not as I do. And now we're actually seeing that in Europe, because of Greta Thunberg, there is flight shaming going on. And in many parts of Europe, people are taking less air travel and are taking the bus or the train because they're saying they're trying to help reduce the carbon footprint. This is the next thing we're going to see. Okay, can't drink out of a plastic straw, can't have a plastic bag, can't grill steak, that's bad. Oh, and by the way, now, if you travel by air... You are a climate change polluter. You are responsible for increasing carbon. But if they travel by air, well, we bought carbon offsets, so we're going to plant trees and we're okay. Spare me the hyperbole bull nonsense. Screw that. The climate change fairy tale is being exposed. That's the reality. It is nothing more than, number one, brainwashing the nation and world's youth thinking weather's going to kill them. And we know from what UN officials have said, climate change has nothing to do with climate policy. When they talk about climate change and climate policy, it's all about redistributing wealth, period. Using climate policy to do that. That's all it is. The Al Gore's, the Leonardo DiCaprio's, all these other clowns and yahoos that are saying, oh, we need to do something about climate change, they're still going to travel in their private aircraft. They're still going to travel in their fleet of SUVs. They will still live in mega mansions. They will still burn fossil fuel. But you and I, we can't, we can't live that way. It's okay for them, but not okay for us. Think again. It's fine for us. I am happy to spew as much carbon into the planet as I possibly can. We'll have the National Cigar Litation. And by the way, when I, uh, I use my litation device, there's going to be carbon going into the atmosphere. Good. My, the National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony as we start celebrating Cigar Oktoberfest this October. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. <laughs> <laughs> that could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Day. The Cigar Dave Officers Club features absolutely spectacular cigars. We've had amazing selections over the last 15 years. This year, we had the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Age Sampler. We had the Placencia Alma del Campo, the Aganorsa Leaf Sampler. We had the Platinum Nova Super Premium Sampler. And for October, we're featuring the A.J. Fernandez Sampler, three great cigars from one of Nicaragua's fantastic cigar manufacturers. The A.J. Fernandez Last Call Habano, nice small little cigar, and A.J. Fernandez Enclave Broadleaf. If you like Maduro cigars, you will love this Connecticut Broadleaf Raft Maduro medium-bodied flavor. And the A.J. Fernandez San Latano Requiem Habano using an incredible, tasty Brazilian Habano wrapper, very, very rare. If you're not a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, go to Cigar 
CigarDave.com right now. $22.95 per month. You get three great cigars shipped to you. That's the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com and join. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. We celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest the entire month of October with cigars and great beers. I pulled out a great beer selection to pair with my cigar today. We wrap it up the end of October with a giant beer tasting, and I'll have many beers between now and then. But first, I pulled out... A very special cigar, limited edition cigar, the Rocky Patel ALR, the Aged Limited Rare Second Edition. Beautiful medium-bodied cigar, Mexican San Andreas Marone wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Nicaraguan Esteli and Nicaraguan Jalapa fillers. Three sizes, a Robusto, a Gordo, which is 6x60, and the Toro, 6.5x52, which I've just pulled out. Suggested retail between $13 and $15, only 120000 made. The blend was made by Rocky in 2016. They laid them down for two-plus years. Very smooth cigar, medium-bodied, nice hints of espresso, little graham cracker, and uh, even cocoa. Very nice cigar. They are in retailers' shelves and stores now, but when they're gone, they are gone. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine, and I'm also going to pull out my litation device since we're tight on time. I've got my Mala Make America Litate again. Great flames come out. That's what I will use, and I will go throttle up here. Let me cut the end of this cigar, and I will toast the foot of it. And as I do, I will take my time. I'm going to puff and rotate. Mm. Sergeant Steve, hit the libation liner, please. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Mm, fantastic. My Rocky Patel ALR is lit. And now I've got from Blue Moon Brewery the Harvest Pumpkin Wheat. Let me open that. Ah, yes. Food with real pumpkin. Nice harvest spices, cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, allspice. It is a Harvest Pumpkin Wheat. Low on the IBU scale, 16, not very bitter. The wheat softens it up, 5.7% alcohol by volume. It is available from August until the end of this month. Let me take a sip. Mm. Made out in Colorado, people don't realize. Blue Moon owned by Molson Coors, but very pleasant. Mm. 
Take a puff of my Rocky Patel ALR. And we officially have Cigar Oktoberfest underway. Much more alpha male pleasure maneuvers and conversational maneuvers coming your way. Hour two, next. This is AMEM, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. From Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure friendly hotlines are open. 877 Dave 007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time. For the General, General Cigar, Cigar Day. As I thoroughly enjoy my Rocky Patel ALR Age Limited Rare 2nd Edition. Very nice, medium bodied, very nice flavor, mm. very pleasant. And to celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest, we broke open a can of Blue Moon Harvest Pumpkin Wheat. I love these pumpkin-type beers this time of year. It's very autumn, very fall-like. The wheat makes it very, very smooth. Not a lot of bitterness. Only 16 on the IBU scale. You're talking about a uh, like a, a, an ale or an IPA, India Pale Ale. You're talking about IBUs in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. This is very smooth, very, very nice. Beautiful notes of wheat, pumpkin, cinnamon, clove. Mm. Perfect coupling with my cigar. Fantastic. Interesting story behind Blue Moon. Everybody thinks they're a boutique brewery, and certainly Blue Moon would like people to think that. Actually, it's owned by Molson Coors. The story of Blue Moon began at the Sandlot Brewery at Coors Field in Denver during the 1995 baseball season. One of the brewmasters, actually the brewmaster at the brewery, that Sandlot Brewery, owned by Coors, Molson Coors, created a wheat-style beer. He wanted something a little bit different, a little bit lighter, nice summery beer. He was very inspired by Belgian-type styles, which use wheat. So he came around, make, created this new beer with a, a kind of a wheat ale, and he said, uh, a beer like this only comes around once in a blue moon. And thus, Blue Moon, Belgian white, Belgian style wheat ale was born. It is owned by Molson Coors, Coors Molson, whatever it is, Coors Miller, whatever they call themselves now, all these mergers. So a lot of people think that it is a craft brewer when really it is not. In fact, there have been lawsuits from people saying that Blue Moon claims to be a part of, you know, a, a small craft brewer when an, essentially they're part of Miller Coors, which is one of the world's largest brewers. But the reality is people now know that it is a, it's technically part of Miller Coors, but they try to operate it separately, but with many of the same distributors. And they primarily brew these Belgian white style ales. So when you look at some of their other beers, they've got some interesting twist to a wheat ale. So let's take a look at some of those beers. They've got the Agave Blonde Ale, which is very unique. The Blue Moon Belgian White, obviously their bread and butter. They've got a Mango Wheat, 
very refreshing beer, only 19 on the IBU scale, and a little bit of mango with a hint of honey. So that's very, very interesting. And they come out with various uh, seasonals as well. But right now, what is available is the Blue Moon Belgian Wheat, or Belgian White, the Harvest Pumpkin Wheat. They have an iced coffee blonde. Now, this is an interesting concept. It is a blonde-colored wheat ale with bright coffee aroma and mild malt sweetness. Balanced taste, clean finish, only 12 on the IBU scale. Available now until February. It's going to be a limited type of release. So if you see it at one of your beer stores, pick one up. Iced Coffee Blonde. There's no coffee in it per se, but it does have some interesting coffee aromas. But I will tell you, this Harvest Pumpkin Wheat, very, very nice. All right, last hour, spent a lot of time talking about that... That Greta Thunberg, 16-year-old who's being trotted out to make the case for climate change, that dramatic speech at a UN conference, shame on you adults, you're killing us, we will not ever forgive you, I mean going on and on and on. Well, talking about the brainwashing that has gone on and this climate change paranoia and climate change hype that's gone on to show the craziness that has now culminated in, perfect example, several days ago, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, Alpha Oscar Charlie, held a town hall meeting in her district. And I want you to hear what one of the wackadoodles had to say about climate change, the massive crisis, and what needs to be done now to solve the climate change crisis going to be here for much long because of the climate crisis. We only have a few months left. I love that you support the Green Deal, but it's not getting, you know, getting rid of fossil fuel is not going to solve the problem fast enough. A Swedish professor saying, you know, we can eat dead people, but that's not fast enough. So I think your next uh, campaign slogan has to be this. We got to start eating babies. We don't have enough time. There's too much CO2. All of you, you're, you, you know, you're pollutant. Too much CO2. We have to start now, please. You are so great. I'm so happy that you're really supporting the Green Deal, but it's not enough. You know, even if we would bomb Russia, we still have too many people, too much pollution. So we have to get rid of the babies. That's a big problem. Just stopping having babies is not enough. We need to eat the babies. And this is very serious. Please give the babies. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. We'll go ahead. Um, okay. No, we'll, we'll go ahead. It's a, no, no, no. Now, the mere fact that Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, couldn't say, okay, you're getting a little bit too melodramatic. The earth is going to be here in two months. Your eating baby proposal is way off the deep end. Instead, she's like, okay, uh-huh, yeah, okay, yeah, let's talk about it. Please, these are the nutcases these wackadoodles we're, doing, we're dealing with now. And she says, we've got to eat some babies. Eat some babies. My question is, I was going to grill a steak tonight, but would the climate change people have a problem if I eat the baby, but I grill it on my grill first? Of course, I'm just kidding. I would never eat a baby. But this is the hysteria. This is the absolute craziness. These cockamamie ideas that have been spread when you brainwash people saying, 
the earth is going to end. First they say 12 years, then 10 years. Now this, this, this nutcase, wackadoodle, two months. We've got to eat some babies. And I love what she says, even if we bomb Russia, we still have to eat some babies. This is the craziness. Sergeant Steve, hit that one more time. And listen to this, how nutty this is. We're going to be here for much long because of the climate crisis. We only have a few months left. I love that you support the Green Deal, but it's not getting, you know, getting rid of fossil fuel is not going to solve the problem fast enough. A Swedish professor saying, you know, we can eat dead, dead people, but that's not fast enough. So I think your next uh, campaign slogan has to be this. We got to start eating babies. We don't have enough time. There's too much CO2. All of you, you're, you, you know, you're a pollutant. Too much CO2. We have to start now, please. You are so great. I'm so happy that you really support a new Green Deal, but it's not enough. You know, even if we would bomb Russia, we still have too many people, too much pollution. So we have to get rid of the babies. That's a big problem. Just stopping having babies is not enough. We need to eat the babies. And this is very serious. Please give a response. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. We need to eat the babies. We need to eat the babies. It's a big problem. How about we just eat the Democrats? How about that? That would solve the problem. Oh, I know people are going to say, the general just espouse eating the Democrats. No, that's as kooky as this nutcase saying, this wackadoodle, we need to eat the babies. Bomb Russia, eat the babies. The earth is going to be here in two months, in two years, in 10 years, in 20 years. It's going to be here. This is nothing more than total junk science bunk that all these climate change alarmists are feeding everyone. We're gone in 10 years. In 10 years, the earth's still going to be here. Then they'll come up with some other cockamamie idea or cockamamie reason. But the mere fact that AOC couldn't say, sweetheart, cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You're a nutcase. Sit down, shut up. You're a whack job. Get out. That she almost acquiesces to this woman saying, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll listen to you. Sorry, these are the nutcases we are now producing. Why? Goes right back to my initial statement, my initial hypothesis. A generation of youth starting in grade school, Middle school, high school, and college are being brainwashed. And some very uninformed and intellectually lacking adults are falling for the same brainwashing. Earth's going to be gone. The cities on the coast are all going to be underwater. We need to do something now. They're all depressed. If we don't do anything, we're going to be... Our, our generation, you're killing our generation. We'll never forgive you. Please, enough is enough. Kills the babies. Ay, ay, ay. Talk about Meshuggah. Total whack job to the nth degree. World of Cigars. Scandinavian Tobacco Group is acquiring Royal Agio Cigars. Now, this one came out of nowhere. I've got to tell you that when I initially saw this, very surprised because Royal Agio Cigars which is based in the Netherlands, the Winterman family. They have spent a good amount of money on their Dominican Republic factory. They brought out the Balmoral brands, which have been just exceptional. I mean, the Balmoral, we featured them, uh, two of the Balmoral XO series uh, in, their, in our officers club, most recently the Balmoral uh, Añejo XO Connecticut. And I have to tell you that 
the Balmoral cigars that are being produced out of their San Pedro de, Mar- uh, de Macoras factory in the Dominican Republic, exceptional, absolutely spectacular. Their blends are beautiful. They're properly aged. They use incredible tobaccos from the Añejo XO that they launched about three years ago. Then they launched the uh, XO Oscuro, then the XO Connecticut this year, the XO Nicaragua. My fear is that Scandinavian Tobacco, which owns General Cigar, is going to uh, take the Balmoral brand. I hope it doesn't die because it is a fantastic brand that the people at Balmoral and at Agio have done a great job with. But Royal Agio, the leading European cigar company, founded in 1904, primarily machine-made brands, and dried cigars, but their handmade brands of Balmoral and San Pedro de Macoras uh, made down the Dominican Republic. Very, very good. They've got 3,200 full-time employees. Cigars are sold around the world. 2018, they reported annual net sales of about $155 million with an EBITDA, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization, of about $22 million. And Boris Winterman's, the CEO of Royal Agio Cigars, I think he's fourth generation, something along there, those lines, said it was not an easy decision. They have a wonderful company, highly committed employees, loyal business partners, but the combination of the two companies will be in a better position to deal with the financial consequences of ever-increasing legislation and regulations. So they're going to have to get approvals from European uh, governmental officials and bodies, same thing in the United States for antitrust. That probably will go through. And General Cigar, which is part of Scandinavian Tobacco, and by the way, they bought the company for 200 and about 35 million U.S. dollars, 210 million euro. General Cigar, which makes Macanudo and Partagas and CAO, uh, the big acquisition for them. There's no question about it. The Balmoral Premium Cigars have been an excellent, excellent boutique cigar. We'll see if they continue to support that cigar and grow the line. I hope they do, but I have a feeling they may close that factory because General Cigar already has a huge factory in Santiago, República Dominicana. And to a degree, it is really a shame we're seeing so much consolidation. I don't like seeing all this consolidation because we're losing these family-owned companies. We're getting bigger conglomerates that are purchasing these cigar companies. We're missing the personal touch. So to me, when I see cigar companies that are still family-owned, the Rocky Patels, the Arturo Fuentes, the Padrones, the Perdomos, uh, the J.C. Newmans, that to me, I think, is emblematic of this industry because it is not big tobacco. It is primarily family-owned companies. Now, there are some larger companies. Certainly, when you look at Altadas and you look at General Cigar, part of larger companies, there's no question. By the way, speaking of Altadas, I hear that there will be an announcement on the sale of the Altadas unit from Imperial Tobacco, the parent company of Altadas that owns Altadas USA and the International Division of Altadas and 50% of Habanos, the Cuban cigar manufacturer, I hear there may be an announcement in the next three, four weeks. Rumors are, don't have this confirmed, that there is a European group and several Chinese groups. So we will keep a very close eye on that. And speaking of Imperial Tobacco, their CEO has just announced that she is resigning. In fact, let me make sure I have her correct 
name. Wait a minute. I know it's Allison. I keep forgetting her last name. Wait a minute. Imperial Tobacco. I want to get this correct. Imperial Tobacco CEO. Allison Cooper. No relation, I think, to Alice Cooper. But Allison Cooper, who I have to tell you, weak. Weak from the start. Never should have been put in that position 10 years ago. Very, very weak. Just not emblematic of a good CEO. And in fact, just take a look at their stock price and you will see exactly what has happened. Not necessarily the cigar into things, but their vaping end, their cigarette they've purchased. They've purchased a number of brands. Their stock price in the tank. And she's going to leave after a transition and once they find somebody. So very interesting on that. The enemies of pleasure are on the attack. The assault is underway. They're after your cigars, sodas, snacks, coffee, meat, and the alpha male way of life. Stand by as the general has our marching orders. Well, we've seen an increase in the vaping industry being under attack, and maybe rightly so. I do not talk about vaping. I've never used vape, have zero interest. I believe that for those people that want to get off cigarettes, I know some people that are cigarette smokers, they have told me that it has been an effective tool for them to wean off of cigarettes and eventually quit. So from that perspective, if that gets people off of cigarettes, that's a good thing. Now, when we see vaping used by teenagers, by the way, how do they buy all this stuff if they supposedly have to be 18 or 21 in many states to purchase this? That I have no idea, but we're seeing these kids using vape. Everybody's I love the enemies of pleasure. Kids are smoking cigars. You never see kids smoking cigars. Ever. Ever. Cigarettes, yes. Vaping, rampant all over the place. And now what they're finding is it may not be these flavored, uh, 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 or whatever they call them, these flavored vape juices they put in or canisters, whatever they use. I'm not familiar with vaping. Have never seen one. Or I've seen one, but I've never used it. Have zero interest. Never smoked a cigarette, cigars and cigarettes, and vaping totally different. But now what they're finding is, number one, we're seeing a rampant number of kids that are smoking or that are vaping using these fruit flavors and, and uh, you know, Cocoa Crisp and, and uh, Graham Cracker, you name it, all these different flavors. But now they're saying people are using THC pods in many of these, and that's where these lung issues may be, uh, may be the root cause of. I have no idea. I don't vape, have zero interest. I don't talk about vaping. I could care less about the vaping industry. However, the cigar industry is getting dragged into the vaping nonsense. There are two bills that have been introduced by Congress. First, in the Senate, Congress, uh, Senator Dick Durbin, I'd call him Royal Dick Durbin, taxocrat Illinois, introduced the Tobacco Tax Equity Act of 2019 along with Taxocrat Senators Sherrod Brown, Ed Markey, Blumenthal, Reed, Hirono, Nutcase, Wyden, Murray, and Merkley. Well, what a bunch of winners that group is. Hoo-hoo. And then apparently on the House side, there was a bill that was introduced by Congressman Tom Suozzi, Taxocrat of Long Island, Queens, introducing the Quell Underage Inhaling of Toxic Substances Act quits alongside Representatives Peter King, he's a Republican, Steve Cohen, Jimmy Panetta, Raja Krishnamurthy, and David Cicilline, or Cicline. Now, in both of these instances, they're trying to go after 
vaping. But what they're doing is they're bringing in cigars directly and indirectly. The bill would replace the current tax with a new tax based on weight rather than value. It would end up costing much more for those of us that enjoy cigars. The new large tax rate would be $49.56 per pound and a proportional tax rate on all fractional parts of a pound. Essentially, what these, both of these bills would do, not only would they increase the tax on vaping products, on pipe tobacco, but it would also increase the tax on cigars. Estimations are it would triple the current federal tax on cigars. Again, cigars have nothing to do with vaping. In no way, shape, or form are cigars lumped with vaping. Kids do not walk into premium cigar stores and purchase seven, eight, ten, twenty dollar cigars. It does not happen. Vaping is rampant. It's all over the place. You never see kids smoking cigars, even mass market cigars that are underage, outside of school buildings or in parks. Vaping all over the place. So what these senators and congressmen are doing is throwing the baby in with the bathwater. So essentially they're throwing the cigar industry along with vaping and the cigarette industry. And as well, I should say, pipe tobacco is going to get nailed too. Now, pipe tobacco tax went through the roof. Huge. And those people that smoke pipes, that's a very small number of people, a very different type of person than a you know more professorial type rather than somebody that smokes a cigar. But we're getting screwed. Those of us that enjoy cigars, if you happen to smoke pipes or know people that do, they're getting screwed too. They're lumping us in with vaping. It is wrong. Cigars are not vaping products. Not marketed to kids, not used by kids. People aren't putting THC in cigars, and premium cigars, and they certainly are not being bought by underage youth. You got a problem with vaping? Great. Go after that industry. But don't lump in cigars. Enough is enough. October selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is an A.J. Fernandez sampler, including the Enclave Broadleaf. This cigar features a dark Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrapper, creating a medium-bodied smoke with hints of espresso, pepper, and chocolate. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. 
to Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. This is Ed McMahon. Yes! This is Ed McMahon along with Doc Severinsen and the NBC Orchestra inviting you to join Johnny and his guests, Don Rickles, Angie Dickinson, and Burt Reynolds. And now, here's Johnny! The great Tonight Show. Johnny Carson, Ed McMahon. You heard that theme at 11.30 after the uh, local NBC newscast, and you knew you were in for some great entertainment. Well, Sirius XM announced that as of October 1st, several days ago, three, four days ago, what is it, five days ago, the launch of the Johnny Carson Channel, a month-long special programming, uh, will air on the channel, channel 105 on Sirius XM. It'll feature the top hand-picked episodes of The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. So now when you go in your car, Channel 105, or on your mobile app, the X-Series XM, which I have as well, you can listen to great editions of The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. And I will tell you, as a kid, I loved watching The Tonight Show. Why? Because it was funny. To this day, I don't know if Johnny Carson is a Republican, Democrat, or Independent. Why? Because his comedy didn't show any sign of political bias. And even when he did go after, whether it was a current president or a senator or whomever, he basically played it down the middle. It was funny, but it was not mean-spirited. And it was interesting because I watched an interview that he did on 60 Minutes a while back, and apparently there was a Speaker of the House, I think it was, or one of the, the House leaders, Wilbur Mills. You'll remember he was caught... Big, uh, big scandal, not with his wife, with the member of his harem named Fanny Fox, who was a former or current stripper at the time. And he was drunk, and it was a big to-do. And he made some jokes about it. And then he found out that apparently Wilbur Mills uh, had an alcohol problem and was seeking treatment for it. And Johnny laid off the jokes. And his staff said, hey, we can do these jokes. And he said, nope, I'm going to lay off on it. Because he said the guy had an issue, and I don't want to exploit that. So... We are seeing a totally different type of late-night show host today. None of the three shows, whether it's Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, or Stephen Colbert, are funny. I don't watch them. I have zero interest in watching them. They are blatantly political to one side. They're absolute liberals. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's fine. You can have any political leaning you want. But when you're alienating a huge amount of people at that hour... It makes no sense. That was the brilliance, the genius of Johnny Carson. 
He didn't know what his politics were. We didn't care. He was funny. He knew what his job was. He said, my job is to entertain for 90 minutes, and then it was an hour. Back those 90-minute shows were great. They would go on and on, and nice conversation. It was almost like you were in the living room, like you wanted to just light up a cigar, have a cocktail. It's like you were in the living room with Johnny Carson and his guests because you didn't have the time constraints. When you had 90 minutes, you could go. Then he backed it down to 60 minutes, and the show was still great. Monologues were great. You know, Johnny was an interesting character. He definitely had personality issues, personality flaws, but nobody did that better. Nobody entertained America at that time better. His sense of timing, the guests that he brought in, and he made a lot of comedians. Don Rickles would say, hey, I was, you know, big, but Carson really, really had, having me on his show, that was, you know, a big game changer. Jerry Seinfeld said that. Drew Carey. You had Joan Rickles, or Joan Rickles, Joan, um, Joan Rivers. So you had many comedians that were on The Tonight Show. So I cannot wait. I just uh, found out about this. I am going to listen to Channel 105 and listen to the Johnny Carson channel. I did not know that. May the fleas of your camels piss in your cup of soup. Yes! Oh, great one, Johnny Carson. The great Karnak. Think of all the great skits that he had. Just incredible. Love the great Karnak. And um, there was another character that he did that was also pretty funny. had a whole bunch of them. Now, I should say that... Uh, the Tonight Show, Johnny Carson, I still watch on YouTube. I have got every Don Rickles appearance that he made on there. Got every single one of them bookmarked in a special folder because I could watch them over, and I do. I watch them over and over, and I still laugh my ass off. It's that funny. And if you try to watch any of the late-night shows today, they are just not funny. I really believe if a comedian or a host emulated The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, that had the entertainment, that just had Johnny's impeccable sense of timing, knowing when to let the guest do his, his or her thing and play it down the middle, I think that show would win over any of these three very mediocre and weak shows in a heartbeat. All right, some birthdays i got to get to. First up today, very big birthday for one of my two German shepherds, one of my canines, Sultan, Pendragon's Royal Sultan is 14 today. He is hanging in there, has a little a tough time getting up and walking, doesn't go out as much, and uh, kind of trudges along, but he's still mentally with it. Great dog, very loyal, and uh, very happy birthday to my loyal companion for 14 years, Pendragon's Royal Sultan. And when you're with a dog that long... Look, even with your dog for a few years, you develop a bond. But 14 years, you get a very, very close bond. And I, get, I have that bond also with my younger German Shepherd puppy, Baron, who is 18 months old. And he absolutely worships Sultan, knows that Sultan is the, Sultan is the alpha, very deferential to Sultan. And it was great because Sultan really kind of taught him how to be a good patroller, how to act, just various cues that Baron picked up. From Sultan. So a very happy birthday to Pendragon's Royal Sultan. His father, Big Baron as we call him, uh, lived until 14, and we hope that Sultan is with us for a lot longer. So happy birthday, Sultan. A fantastic dog, a very loyal canine, and uh, just a great companion. And if you have a dog, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Happy birthday on Monday to Captain Paul in the Western New York Theater of Operations and Sergeant Steve, a happy birthday to you next Thursday. you got a birthday coming up, and I'm sure that Mrs. Sergeant Steve uh, 
is going to be at your beck and call all day, whining and dining you and doing whatever needs to be done at any time. And your wish is her command. She's like that way, 365. That's good. So clearly you must have gotten... Actually, I have a story that I'll get to. A woman quit... I'll get to this next week. A woman quit her job to spoil her husband like a 1950s housewife. So so Mrs. Sergeant Steve, Anna, has already gotten the memo. Yes, she has. Okay, is she going to uh, confirm that when we have her on? Absolutely, she will. Uh, Okay, good. Just checking on that. Just checking. That's good. Well, happy birthday to you next uh, Thursday, Captain Paul Monday, and a happy birthday to Sultan, my loyal German Shepherd companion for 14 years. Got him. I met him when he was, uh, what, uh, 10 days old and saw him at uh, three weeks and four weeks and then brought him home at eight weeks, and he's been with me ever since. A fantastic dog. So happy birthday, Sultan, and we're going to post some pictures of him throughout the years. All right. Uh, Let's talk about the enemies of pleasure. As you know, as we enjoy the alpha male lifestyle, Alpha male pleasure maneuvers consist of enjoying cigars, great libations. We love our grilling. We love our delicacies. We love great meats, ribs, and chicken, and steaks. We enjoy travel. We enjoy our dames. We work hard. We want to play hard. Enemies of pleasure be damned. We are not going to be told how we're going to live our lives. We're educated. We're successful in whatever our chosen endeavor is. We're sophisticated. We're refined. We have ample amounts of class. We make our own decisions. We're not swayed. We're not wussified betas. We We don't get swayed by if somebody says, oh, you are contributing to global warming and climate change by firing up your grill. We could give a damn. We don't care. We're going to still enjoy it. Now, for many, many years, we have heard the healthcare. You know, we've heard of the military-industrial complex. We've got the health and nutritional complex, where they've told us, don't eat meat. Adopt a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle. Don't eat meat. Stay away from meat. Stay away from fish. Stay away from eggs. Don't eat. Don't have milk. Stay away from all that stuff. They said to us many years ago, butter is terrible. Butter is loaded with fat. Go with margarine. It's much healthier for you. And they espouse this. The FDA, the government, nutritionists, the medical societies, they all espouse, get rid of butter. Butter's terrible. Butter's made with milk and there's fat in it. Margarine, much better. Margarine, a man-made product loaded with chemicals and loaded with hydrogenated fats, trans fats. And what did they discover after many years? that trans fats and hydrogenated fats are bad for you, clogs up your arteries. All these people used to use butter and milk for many years. My grandmother cooked in butter all the time. She used vegetable oil, olive oil. She used butter, real eggs, made whole foods, had meat, but there were no chemicals. There was no processed foods. My grandfather enjoyed six, seven cigars a day, enjoyed a little Crown Royale every day, lived till 85. My grandmother, 98 and a half, with it mentally until the last three months or so. They didn't have fax machines. They didn't sit in traffic. They didn't have processed food. When you went to the grocery store, you bought raw ingredients. And I remember my grandmother 
I'd come over on Saturdays. My father would drop me off. She said, would you like hot dogs today or do you want potato pancakes? And I'd say, Nanny Ida, I want potato pancakes. She didn't take it out of a box and start mixing it and put water and eggs. She got the potatoes out, got the grater and started grating it and put in the eggs and fried it in oil. And they were delicious, crispy. I can taste the fluffy. I can taste them right now. My father would walk in later in the afternoon and said, oh, I know what David had for, for lunch. I can smell the potato pancakes. Delicious. She made the best potato pancakes. But again, no chemical ingredients, nothing out of a box. You know, I happened during the hurricane scare that we had when we were preparing about three weeks ago. I went to the supermarket and I stocked up on some canned soups because I figured, okay, if we lose power, I still have a gas grill. I've got a gas uh, cooktop. No problem. I started to look at the ingredients at some of these soups, like Progresso. I looked at some of the ingredients, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing, like silver dioxide and some of these ingredients. And I'm looking at this saying, what on earth are they doing? They're putting all this garbage in here. Then I went online to read what these chemicals are, and they're like, hey, in Europe they ban these, but they're still allowed in small amounts. Why do they even have that? So when we look at food, natural is always better. We were put on this planet, we're carnivores. We hunted our meat. We hunted the chickens. We hunted whatever we ate, just like the old cavemen. And we brought that to the cave, and the little woman, the Mrs. Cave Woman, took care of cooking it and taking care of the cave. Ah, life was good back in the caveman days, was it not? So we've heard all this nonsense over the last number of years. Meat is bad. Don't eat red meat. Stay away from butter. Margarine is much better. All this nonsense we've spewed with no scientific evidence. Well, this week, this week, nutritionists and scientists have now come out with a study that contradicts much of what the crowd that said stay away from red meat and eating meat and processed meat, everything they told us, their finding is not necessarily the case. Perfect example, Harvard professor Walter Willett, speaking after the Annals of Internal Medicine, a publication of the American College of Physicians, which this week published a collection of five studies that contradicted decades of growing consensus about the health risks of eating red meat, including pork and processed meats. Now, the studies didn't actually say that red meat was good for you. But it argued and it showed that the evidence was not there to say that it was bad for you. The evidence was weak, didn't show a relationship. So now for those of us that enjoy the ribs and we enjoy a filet, we enjoy a nice juicy burger, fine, go after it. Look, I look at what's in a steak. Meat, that's it. I make it on the grill. I use those grill grates then reverse sear it. I don't have to put any oil on it. I don't have to put butter on it. It's delicious. That's it. That's the only ingredient. And I made some roasted Brussels sprouts in this, uh, put in this pan and did it in the grill. Delicious. It's like better than a steakhouse. So for years, public officials have said, stop eating meat. Terrible. These foods are linked to heart disease, cancers, other diseases. But this past week, an international collaboration of researchers, they produced a series of analyses that concluded that those statements to stay away from meat does not, is not backed by good scientific evidence. Researchers concluded 
that the evidence, the advantages may be so faint that they can be discerned only when looking at large populations, not sufficient to tell individuals to change their meat-eating habits. Bradley Johnson, an epidemiologist, leader of the group publishing the study in the Annals of Internal Medicine, said the certainty of evidence for these risk reductions was low to very low. But now all of a sudden, the same old health industrial complex, the American Heart Association, the American Cancer Society, the Harvard School of Public Health, all these other groups, the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, who, by the way, advocates a plant-based diet. There's nothing about them involved with physicians or responsible medicine. They are all now filing a petition against the journal, the Annals of Internal Medicine, with the FTC saying the research is flawed. So what happens? What happens when all of a sudden the long-held myth that you've been espousing to people, go to a vegan diet, eat less red meat, eliminate red meat. You've said it for 30 years. Meat's bad, terrible, get away from meat. Now all of a sudden, a study that has come out using science and says, there is no correlation. That doesn't show. There, we, we can't find a study. It doesn't show that eating meat is necessarily bad for you. We can't say it's good for you, but we can't say it's bad for you. So what do they do? Instead of saying, well, we're going to come up with our own studies and we're going to refute it, they go to the government, the FTC. Dr. Frank Sachs, the past chair of the American Heart Association's Nutrition Committee, called the research flawed. So now they're saying we're going to file a complaint with the FTC. Why? Because everything they've espoused, go, go eat a vegan lifestyle, get rid, don't eat eggs, don't eat butter, don't eat meat. It's the health industrial complex. Everything that they have told us is wrong. It is not true. So now all of a sudden, they have to come out, just like these climate change Kooks saying, oh, nope, you can't even debate it. You're wrong. Nope, you don't know what you're talking about. Your studies over the, they're all wrong. Again, these are the same people that said, get rid of butter, eat margarine. It's healthier for you. The only thing margarine did was increase the number of blocked arteries and coronary vascular disease cases in the United States. Now, all of a sudden, you don't see them espousing it anymore, do you? You don't see that anymore. Again, never believe everything the health industrial complex has to say. They always have an angle they are playing. All I can tell you is this. Since I cut out processed foods and sugars, I feel much better. My diet now consists of meat, fish, vegetables. If there's more than one ingredient, now if I make something, for example, if I'm going to make, for example, uh, a chicken dish with healthy vegetables, uh, and and your chicken, vegetable, multiple vegetables, that's more than one ingredient. That's fine. But no way do I buy anything processed anymore. When I go look in the store and read the, and now they've got to put the calorie content and, and the ingredients, there's like for cream spinach. I happened to be at Whole Foods last week, and I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind a little cream spinach. What, what do you put in sp cream spinach? How about some, you know, cream, maybe a little butter and spinach? There must have been 25 to 30 ingredients, all these different chemicals I've never heard of. If you stick to wholesome food, real food, you'll be just fine. Everything in moderation. The final and concluding segment of this edition, this Cigar Oktoberfest opening edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. 
Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app. For Apple, Android, and Kindle devices, you can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. The Cigar Dave Officers Club features absolutely spectacular cigars. We've had amazing selections over the last 15 years. This year, we had the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Age Sampler. We had the Placencia Alma del Campo, the Aganorsa Leaf Sampler. We had the Platinum Nova Super Premium Sampler. And for October, we're featuring the A.J. Fernandez Sampler. Three great cigars from one of Nicaragua's fantastic cigar manufacturers. The A.J. Fernandez Last Call Habano, nice small little cigar. And A.J. Fernandez Enclave Broadleaf. If you like Maduro cigars, you will love this Connecticut Broadleaf Raft Maduro medium-bodied flavor. And the A.J. Fernandez San Latano Requiem Habano using an incredible, tasty Brazilian Habano wrapper. Very, very rare. If you're not a member of the cigar, Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com right now. $22.95 per month. You get three great cigars shipped to you. That's the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com and join. Hi, I'm Rocky Patel. After 15 years of hard work, I'd like to introduce you to the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar made at our factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. This cigar showcases a beautiful, oily Habano wrapper from Ecuador. Fillers from Esteli, Jalapa, and Condega make up a rich, complex, spicy taste with a lot of full flavor. The Decade, another one of our masterpieces. Made in Honduras, beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with secret fillers. It received a 95 rating, one of the highest rated cigars ever in Cigar Aficionado. This medium to full bodied cigar is rich, complex, yet elegant and well balanced. 15 years ago, they thought we'd never make it in the business. 10 years ago, they thought we'd never last. Five years ago, they started paying attention. Now, we're right where we belong, in your hand. So enjoy the 15th anniversary and the decade these cigars will deliver. All right, remaining minute or so, want to remind you the October 2019 Officers Club selection features the A.J. Fernandez sampler. We picked three great selections from A.J. making great cigars down in Nicaragua, huge factory. The A.J. Fernandez Last Call Habano. Personal favorite of A.J., those were the cigars, a small size handed out to guests staying at A.J.'s Casablanca house at the end of the night. Nice notes of spice with a wood undertone. A.J. Fernandez Enclave Broadleaf. If you like a Maduro, you'll love this featuring a dark Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro and the A.J. Fernandez San Latano Requiem Habano. Bright and snappy filler medley of Nicaraguan, Dominican, Honduran tobaccos. Beautiful Brazilian Habano wrapper only available to two manufacturers. So the A.J. Fernandez October 2019 selection goes out later this month. If you're not a member of the Officers Club, $22.95 per month gets you three fantastic cigars every month. Wishing uh, Bernard Sanders, Bernard Sanders a speedy recovery. I understand he had the stents placed at Hugo Chavez Memorial Hospital in Caracas. Great health care here in, in Venezuela. You should see it. It's fantastic. 
And finally, as always, let me say to you, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. This weekend, fire up a cigar. Have a libation, a nice beer. But I don't suggest eating a baby, throwing a baby on the grill like one of AOC's supporters said. Stay away from that. Just put a steak on there. And happy birthday to my loyal German Shepherd companion, Sultan. Happy 14th birthday, buddy.